What up, EDS Squad? It is your boy Eli. Welcome, welcome to another edition of EDS Squad After Dark. It is a new year, it is a new season, it is a new time to get your life right, y'all. First off, I just want to say shout out to my upper elites, aka my notification squad, aka my my um my squad that keeps up to every single thing that E is doing. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Shout out to my squad members. I love each and every last one of you. Guys, it's going to be an amazing episode today. We're going to discuss a lot of these celebrity topics. Um, we're going to talk about some things that we weren't able to discuss because of the hiatus. But we're back, we're back, we're back. So stay tuned, stay locked. Right after this little break, we'll be back with our mental health check-in. And we're back. So before we get into the celebrity gossip, I just want to say I hope you guys had an amazing, an amazing holiday season. I had an amazing holiday season. Um, this mental health check-in is going to be a little bit of an update of what I've been up to slash, you know, the mental health check-in. Um, so since I've been on hiatus and since the podcast has been on hiatus, I've relaxed. Um, the first week I relaxed. I, you know, I made sure that you guys got the Christmas episode on time. I made sure you guys got the year-end wrap-up episode on time. So the first week I was just um, figuring out those episodes, getting them finished. And then pretty much after that, I relaxed. I enjoyed my holiday with my family. Um, My New Year's was kind of lonely, but that's a good thing. Like... I feel like uh, COVID is on the rise, and people don't got time for that. And just in general, my life or my past year, it has been about me and doing things that I want to do, doing things that I love to do. So, you know, and 2022 is kind of given the same energy, except... Um, There's just, you know, a few personal things that I want to accomplish this year, Um, especially it's going to be my 30th uh, year. It's going to be my 30th birthday this year. So there's a couple of things I want to check on the box before a nigga turns 30. So it, it, it just, it made sense. And at the end of the day, nobody got time for COVID. <laughs> but, um... These last couple of weeks, I've been preparing. I've been um, thinking, brainstorming uh, a lot of things that I want to do with EDS Squad TV in general. Um, 2021, um, we brought back the podcast. That was, you know, the main goal. Um, we even introduced uh, Eli's Hour of Power, which... Um, an amazing, amazing feed, um, visual and audio. Hey. Um, so that's um, something that I wanted to go back to the drawing board. I wanted to make sure there was things that I wanted to do this year that I accomplished. Um, so, guys, there's a lot of things going on. Um you know, the podcast After Dark is going strong. It'll be weekly on Fridays. We're continuing the Friday tradition. <laughs> um, 
Also returning is Eli's Hour of Power. That'll be back this summer. I'm so excited to, you know, come back. I got some more topics that I want to discuss. I even have topics that we already discussed that I want to dive in a little deeper. Um, We're going to have new guests. Um, Eli's Hour of Power is going to be a fun time, so stay tuned. Um, for all the announcements, I do know the first episode will drop Tuesday, July 5th of this year. So the day after 4th of July, you guys will get your lives to Eli's Hour of Power. Um, so stay tuned for all the updates regarding that. Um, also returning is DL Tales. I'm so, so, so excited to actually be bringing that back. Um, It's been on my bucket list. It's been on my to-do list for the last couple years. But, you know, things have gotten in the way. And that's fine. That's dandy. Um, I will be filming that this spring for a fall um, release. Um, So just stay tuned for that announcement as well. There will be, you know, announcements and stuff going forward regarding that um so yeah stay tuned that'll be coming up this fall um something new uh you know it's it's nice to continue the old traditions but it's also amazing to have new traditions so um coming this february um exclusively on spotify EDS Squad After Dark, The Let Out, will be all your video exclusives. We're going to have behind the scenes of this podcast, behind the scenes of Eli's Hour of Power. We're also going to have a few behind the scenes of DL Tales, but it's mostly going to be exclusives, uh, videos and content, that will not be on uh, YouTube and other uh, video platforms. Um, I'm still in my thinking, uh, brainstorming uh, brain for that, but look for the first episode to be out the first week in February. Um, It's going to be out at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know people are going to be asleep then. So just basically, some people will be asleep. You know, some people are night owls. And if you're a night owl, this is going to be your judge. Um, so, yeah, just look for it the next day. It'll be out. Um, so, again, February 4th, EDS Squad, After Dark, The Let Out, which is all your video exclusives, behind-the-scenes content, um, and all of that. And like I said, it'll be exclusively on Spotify. Um, Again, shout-out to Spotify. Um, They are giving us podcasters amazing, amazing um, programs, amazing, amazing... uh, things that I we can do within our podcast and shout out to them. Um and without further ado, let's get into the mental health check in. Um I'm doing good. Uh like I said, it's been a great couple of weeks. I've been able to relax. I've been able to renew my mind, my renew you know my spirit and just get on one accord. And I'm I'm feeling good. I'm doing good. Um, and I hope you guys are out there doing good and feeling good. I know a lot of people love the holidays and they go by so quick. And now it's just a bunch of cold, especially if you live up north. A lot of cold and snow and ickiness. So it, it definitely can bring down people's moods and spirits. But I challenge all of you out there that is feeling down in the dumps to pick yourself up, open, you know, open your blind, let the sun and the light hit your 
your houses and just be positive. Positivity wins. Um, and without further ado, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to get right into your celebrity news and gossip. This is EDS Squad After Dark. Stay tuned and stay locked. And we're back. So let's get into this celebrity gossip and news. All right. First things first, let's get into Coachella. It's official. Coachella is <laughs> Coachella is moving forward. Um, you would think with the uh, Omarion and the Delta Omarion and the and the flu Rona and all of these other strains plus the regular flu and <laughs> colds and, you know, strep throat and, and all of these sicknesses that occur and that has been occurring, you know, these last couple of months and the rising of all of these cases. You would think Coachella would be like, bitch, let's hold off. Uh, let's wait until, like, maybe the cases will go down. So maybe, like, towards the summer, fall. Uh, but no. Um, they are definitely coming in April. Um, if you guys are interested, uh, Harry Styles will be um, headlining Friday, April 15th and the 22nd. Um, Billie Eilish will be headlining Saturday, April 16th and the 23rd. And Kanye West will be headlining Sunday, April 17th and the 24th. Um, other um, artists that are performing at the uh, Coachella will include Little Baby, um, Daniel Caesar, Big Sean, uh, the City Girls, Meg The Stallion, uh, Twenty One Savage, Give Me On, um, Doja, uh, Carol G, Ari Lennox, among others. Um, I mean, for me personally, I'm gonna watch, you know, the 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 live streams because you know. Um, not so much the headliners. None of these headliners are people that I listen to, so I will not be listening to them in particular, but I'll definitely be looking out for, uh, City Girls, uh, Meg Thee Stallion, of course, Doja, of course, Ari, um, to name a few. Um, so yeah. Coachella is definitely happening, so get your motherfucking tickets if you uh, want to attend, if you want to um, fight and windmill with uh, Amarion and Fluorona, then go ahead and go out and get them damn tickets, period. Um, moving on. Um Let's get into let's get into Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. Um, first things first. Very uh, beautiful couple. It was a very beautiful couple. Um, so reportedly, uh, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet called it quits. Um, let me get the statement that was uh, put out. Um, so Lisa wrote the following. Or was this, uh, hold on, let me see. Um, okay, I guess it's a joint statement. All right, so this is what they wrote. Um, we have all felt the squeeze and change of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding, and our family is no upset, 
of no exception, feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring. And so we share our family news that we are parting ways in marriage. We share this not because we think it's newsworthy, but so that as we go about our lives, we may do so with dignity and honesty. The love between us carries on, involving in ways that wishes to be known and lived. We free each other to become who we are learning to become, our devotion unwavering to this sacred life and our children, teaching our children what's possible, living the prayer, may love prevail. Um, and the caption read um, was basically the same thing. Um, they have been married um, since 2017 and they have two children together. Um, definitely, definitely uh sad and a lot of the there's a you know with the pandemic and uh with this still going on we have seen an even more um increase in divorce and it it's sad um and you know on the flip side Jason Momoa is single y'all um, even though, you know, I personally don't have a chance, um, at least I get to look at this beautiful man and not feel no way because he's married. Um, <laughs> I ain't shit. I'm single. Like, and I'm at the point where I'm single and I think I kind of want to start mingling. Um because I have been manifesting and I have to learn that um, life and death is in the power of my tongue. I know that, but, you know, when you're in emotions, you really don't realize that. And I have been basically manifesting being single for the rest of my life when, you know, I, I kind of do want to start dating. And so I kind of got to start you know, reversing and manifesting, you know, somebody's son to come and act right. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We're getting off the point. The point is that um, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet have called it quits, which is um, definitely sad. Um, not for me personally, because, you know, like I said, I get to look at Jason without uh, feeling guilty that this man is married. So, you know, there's that. Um, speaking of marriage uh, and the sorts, congratulations are in order for Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Um, MGK um, recently uh, popped the question to Megan Fox. And so the couple is officially engaged. I kind of seen this engagement coming just for the simple fact that um, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker just recently got engaged. And these two couples are very, um, I've been seen plenty of times uh, together, you know. So it seems to me that there is a friendship between the four of them. It seems right. Um, so, like I said, I seen this coming. Congratulations to them. Um, uh, uh, uh. Megan wrote the following um, In July of 2020, we sat under this Banian tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time. Um, unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship will require from us, but intoxicated off of love and the karma. Somehow, a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I have ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow, I said yes. And then we drank each other's blood, One eleven twenty two. Um, that, you know, that's some weird, you know, shit, but the love was there. 
you know. Um, yeah, so like I said, congratulations to them. Um, you know, I'm all here for marriage and love and couples and all of that good shit. Um, so shout out to them. Let's continue on because there's a couple of topics that I'm going to have that we're going to be expounding on. So let's just keep on going. Um don't want to really change the energy, but kind of have to. Um, a little bit more serious. Um, we lost one of our TV dads, um, and it, it's sad. Um, legendary actor Bob Saget um, passed away at the age of 65. Um According to TMZ, um, Bob was found in his hotel um, room at the Ritz-Carlton, excuse me, in Orlando. Um, officials arrived at the scene around 4 p.m. after he was found by security, and he was pronounced deceased at the scene. Um, the circumstances surrounding his death are unclear. Um, prior to that, he had a show. Um he just had a show, and afterward, he took the social media to thank his audience. Um, and, you know, the next day, he was gone, which is it, sad. Um, 65, you know, to me, that's still kind of, you know, I feel like you still have a little, you know, more time um, at that age. Um, so again, it is sad. Um, that was the report, the initial report, but, um, there has been a few updates and it looks like allegedly that he suffered either a heart attack or a stroke, um, prior, you know, and, you know, he passed away from that, um, it's sad. Um, I definitely loved Full House growing up. Um, and so, you know, again, he's another one of the those TV dads that, you know, you grew up watching and, you know, idolizing and it's just sad. It, it really is. Um, a lot of people have took to social media. Um, his co-stars, um, other celebrities and actors and actresses and stuff like that. Um, woo, it, it's, you know, 2022 starting to fair. You know, we lost Betty White towards the end of 2021. Um, and now we're starting off the year with losing one of, you know, one of the biggest, um, TV dads in TV history. So again, it's just sad. My condolences, my love and my light to all that knew, loved, and appreciated Bob Saget. And yeah, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to get back into more of the celebrity tea and gossip. So stay tuned, y'all. And we're back. So let's continue on, y'all. Um, survivors of the deadly Bronx fire file a one billion lawsuit against Buildings Landlord. Um, this past week. There was a fire in Bronx. Um, 
that over a dozen people lost their lives and um, that took place in the Bronx area. Originally, it was announced that 19 people were deceased due to the fire. However, officials later provided an update and said that there were a total of 17 people who passed away. There were at least five dozen others that were injured due to the fire. Now, two of the survivors have become the first ones to fire a lawsuit following the fire. So according to ABC7, the two survivors, who are also a couple, are suing the building's landlords. They said the landlords were aware of the defective conditions and failed to keep up with the conditions. Um, and the lawsuit, which was filed on behalf of Rosa Reyes and Felix Martinez, it states that they suffered serious injuries as a result of the fire. They are seeking $1 billion in damages from the owners of the building as well as the managers. The news outlets report that the lawsuit, the survivors also accused the landlords of failing to make sure the front doors of each apartment were secure. Um, first things first, I just, again, want to give my love, light, and condolences to anybody that has been affected by this fire. Um, 17 people, it, oh, that's just sad. Um, I'm all here for suing these landlords love collecting our money. They love uh, harassing us when we don't give them their money on time. And the conditions that they have a lot of tenants living in is absolutely deplorable. It's absolutely disgusting. And it's borderline theft. Um, I, I feel like I feel like as a landlord, if you are not able to, because it's just one thing to own a property. That's one thing. But to own a property, make sure the keep the upkeep is, you know, continuous, you know, making sure your tenants are in you know, good living spaces, checking on certain things that need to be checked on at the appropriate time. I feel like we don't have those type of landlords no more. And if there are landlords that are out there that are doing that type of thing, shout out to y'all. Y'all are literally, literally diamonds in the rough. Because these landlords these days do not give a flying fuck. All they care about is getting their money and it's absolutely disgusting. But I also don't really, like I put the blame on the landlords, of course, because it's their building. But I also give the the blame to the state. The state and the county um, and the city's um, officials, because a lot of the times the state, the county and the city don't even enforce these rules and laws that they have in place for these landlords. They don't care. They don't, they, they make it seem like it, it's irrelevant. And then they wonder why their cities look impoverished. They wonder why their cities look disgusting. They wonder why nobody wants to come to their city and live. It's because y'all don't upkeep y'all cities. Y'all don't hold these landlords accountable. And y'all just let any and everything go. Um, so I'm all here for suing. Girl, but Rosa and Felix, if I was you, I wouldn't just stop at the, the landlords. I would get the, the city and I would get the state. Because nine times out of ten, the landlord, of course, didn't do what the fuck he, was he or she was supposed to do. But I'm pretty sure the state and the city wasn't knocking on their door, pressing them to do any of the sort. So I will I will be getting the whole damn city, but that's just me. Um, again, like I said, I give my light, my love, and my condolences to any and everybody that has been affected by this fire. It is sad, and 
it, it's just been, and it's just, it's, it's really sad. Um, prayers to everybody. Um, let's see where we can go next. Um, Trey songs. Let's talk about Trey songs. So I have noticed that nobody wants to talk about Trey songs. Nobody wants to dive in this topic. I have yet to see anybody talk about it. And if anybody is talking about it, they're the same content creators that talk about all, you know, offenses that you know, happens to black women and marginalized people. So I I have yet to see anybody be like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck about this fuck nigga. And I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. Have yet to see it. Have yet to see it. And if it's out there, y'all know how to, you know, put me on. Y'all know how to let me know. But I have yet to see it. Um, so again, if you guys don't know what's been going on with Trey Songs, uh, Trey Songs uh, yet again, yet again has been accused of raping a woman. Um, before I even get into the story, I Kiki told y'all this. Kiki warned y'all. She told y'all, y'all ain't do nothing but laugh and Kiki and joke with her about it and about the situation when she dead ass told you that this nigga is a predator. Um, This, again, is not the first time that rape allegations have been brought upon this man. Um, In fact, I think this is the third or fourth time. Um... And where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, so let's get into it. So um, Dylan Gonzalez came out um, right before 2021 uh, ended and wrote the following tweet. Trey Songs is a rapist. Lord, forgive me. I couldn't hold that in for another year. See you in 2022. And, you know, it got a lot of buzz. It went viral. You know, people, blogs picked it up. But it really didn't gain any traction. Nobody really talked about it. For me, in this day and age, when I feel like something is viral is when, you know, Instagram blogs is posting it. When YouTubers are, you know, making videos about it. When clubhouse rooms are being this topics are being discussed and for the most part none of that happened you know i've seen a couple clubhouse rooms i really haven't seen any youtubers discuss it 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 really it really has been a topic nobody's been talking about but we're gonna talk about it today because y'all already know how i gives it up um so then Dylan came back with a statement and she wrote the following um, with what seems like in this recurring news of the alleged sexual assaults committed by Trey songs. I am forced to repeatedly release, relive in my mind and suffer anew the long suppressed horror and unbearable PTSD of my rape by his very hands at a well-known Las Vegas hotel. I want to send my love, strength, and hope to all who are victims of sexual assault and its fatal nature. You are not alone. I stand with you and encourage all those who have suffered abuse to speak out and come forward. Suppression of our voices only embroidens our oppressors, and you cannot heal what you do not reveal. At this time, I humbly request my privacy, consideration, and compassion while I fully commit to pursue the best course of action in all of my legal options. Gracias, mi ente, Dill. Um, 
when are y'all going to understand and learn that a lot of y'all faves are fucking disgusting pieces of shit? When are y'all going to understand that a lot of y'all faves are dirty pieces of shit? They do fucked up shit. And they do it because they feel like they have the power and the influence to do so. I believe Dylan. And the reason I believe Dylan is because you have to really look at the person that we're talking about. We're talking about Trey Songs, who is very violent, been in hundreds. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but been in a lot of physical altercations been, you know, locked up and, you know, then we look at the sexual nature of Trey Songs. He's very sexual, almost like borderline predatory. Um, the way he, when the pandemic started and the way he carried on on OnlyFans and the degraded the, the, the things he did to these women in these videos, like, we have to know who we're talking about and who we're discussing. And, again, I get it. You may want him. You may think he's fine. You know, you may think, like, you may feel like you may be picked and chosen. But if Dylan is speaking facts, which I feel like she is, is that somebody that you want? A person that can't don't understand the concept of no. A man that can't control his urges. And yeah, I seen a lot of y'all in the comments dragging this woman because of this being your fave. And again, and sadly, it's a lot of black women. Because again, y'all feel like Trey Songs is somebody that you have a chance with. Let me be blunt and honest. A lot of y'all bitches really feel like Trey Songs and the Chris Browns and the August Alcinas. Y'all really feel like y'all have a cho y'all have a chance. And I want to let y'all know y'all don't because a lot of y'all. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm trying to be better this year. I'm trying to be better. But a lot of y'all are not these men's type. A lot of y'all are not these men's type. And I'm going to just keep... If you know what the fuck I mean by that, then you know what the fuck I mean. A lot of you girls are not these men's types. Look at who they parade around. Look at who they get pregnant. Look at who they... T look at who they mess with. And tell me if you really... Tell me. Tell me if that's a man that's going to choose you. Like I said before, where there's smoke, there's fire. And like I said, this is not the first time we've heard a Trey Songs allegedly sexually assaulting another woman. Um, and like I said, Kiki told Jadis years ago that he's very aggressive. He doesn't know the concept of no. And he feels like he's entitled to whatever the fuck he wants because he feels like I'm Trey Songs. I can get any and anything I the fuck want. And like I said, a lot of y'all faves have this same mindset. And it may not be sexually. A lot of the times it may be money. It may be opportunities. It may be deals. They feel like, bitch, I'm this person. I get the fuck. I get whatever the fuck I want. You know I'm going to be watching this case. And you know I'm, I'm definitely going to update. And you know I'm definitely gonna give my thoughts and opinions. I don't <laughs> I don't even think there's an R and B 
guy that I can sit up here and say I fuck with them as an artist and as a person. I, I, I don't I don't see it for none of them because they all do the same exact things. They degrade women. They I'm not gonna go. Yeah, y'all know y'all know in that in your heart of hearts when y'all take the lust and and the the lust and the googly eyes, y'all know what these niggas give up. Y'all know what these celebrities give give up. Because a lot of the times these celebrities are just like, you know what, I'm not even gonna do y'all today. I'm not gonna do y'all. I'm like I said, we're gonna continue this case, continue looking into this case, and we may be saying surviving Trey Songs this year. And I'm all with it. I'm I'm with getting sexual predators the fuck up out of here. I don't give a fuck if you sold one record or sold a million records. Bye-bye. All right, let's continue on with uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. Jamie Lynn Spears, y'all. So I'm gonna I'm going to play a clip. And... This is from Jamie Lynn going on an interview um, with ABC News. Um, I'm going to let y'all hear it, and then I'm going to give my thoughts and opinions after. There was a time where my sister asked me of her trust and will if I would be the person who was sure that her boys got what they needed. Whether she's in a conservatorship or not, that was a very normal thing, I thought. Once I realized that, you know what, she's in a conservatorship, I felt like I just didn't want to be a part of until maybe she was out of the conservatorship. So there was no, like, me overseeing funds or something like that. And if that was, it was a misunderstanding. But either way, I took no steps to be a part of it. Jamie Lynn revealing for the first time she even tried to give Brittany the resources she needed to end the conservatorship. I've always been my sister's biggest supporter. So when she needed help, I set up ways to do so, went out of my way. There was a time where my sister asked me of her So yeah, I heard the clip. All right, so this is my thing with Jamie Lynn Spears. And this is why I don't fuck with her. Because she gives me opportunists. She gives me the classic, this is a classic case of a... Let me get the heat off of me. Let's try to save face interview. Like the way she's talking, the way her her demeanor is. It, it's it's a textbook case of PR. And I, I just want to clarify, my girl, we don't give a fuck what you what you thought a misunderstanding girl. Miss me. You knew your you knew your sister was in a conservatorship. You knew you probably didn't know everything that entailed in a conservatorship because you were young, but at the at the same time, you knew that Britney couldn't do certain things. You knew Britney is couldn't spend her money properly. She couldn't do this and she couldn't do that. So you knew certain things. And if you really were, oh my gosh, my sister, my sister, my sister, you there are ways that you could have helped your sister. I, I don't I don't want to hear the I did what I could and I didn't know this and I didn't know that. Girl, you knew enough. You knew enough. You knew enough to be up under her over her money. You knew enough to to be up over her money and to make sure her kids are good. <laughs> this family, at least I can say the father, even he ain't shit, but at least he ain't on, he ain't on a media campaign trying to save his image girl you did what the fuck you did just own up to it 
and maybe people will have grace for you and maybe you can move on and still thrive. But the fact that you keep lying, you keep making it seem like you were oblivious, you keep making it seem like you just had your head so far in the dirt that you just didn't know shit. When girl, like I said, you may not know every single detail of this conservatorship, but you knew certain things Brittany couldn't do. You knew she didn't have the freedom that she had before. You knew that she was taking drugs and prescriptions that she honestly didn't need. Lithium, a person that does not need lithium, lithium can do um, do devastating things to somebody that doesn't need it. You seen her be drugged up. You seen her not be able to be in a successful relationship. She only can do so much. She only can go to certain places. She can only do things that her father says and tells her that she can do. Girl, get the fuck out of here. You knew what the fuck it entailed. You knew what the fuck was it given. And it's just like, girl, at this point, we don't care. And even if you are telling the truth, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. We don't care. Jamie, please, please just go back and hide him. Go back and hide him. Be with your family. And just live your life. We do not care. We're not. We're not supporting those show that you're a part of. We're. Not, we're just not doing it because the lies and the, and the inconsistencies far outweigh the narrative that you're trying to pull. I'm the blind sister that didn't know anything, girl. Get the fuck out of here. Even though you were young, we are still perceptive teenagers. In, 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 in early preteens are very perceptive. And like I said, if you did not know every single fact in this conservatorship, you knew at the least that your sister couldn't do shit for herself. You knew that your sister couldn't do shit for herself. And for that, and, and for that alone, please be gone. All right, y'all, let's move on. All right, so we're going to get into the last two topics I want to discuss. First, we're going to talk about Tasha K versus Cardi B. Child. Ah. Child, usually I don't laugh in people's misery usually i don't throw salt on people's wounds usually i'm very um i'm i i, I keep the same energy like I'm, I'm very that but this tasha k and cardi b case i am gagging i am kikiing i am laughing i am i, I i'm just like bitch Karma is a motherfucking bitch. You hear me? You hear me? God don't play about his people. God don't play about his people. And when you do fuck shit, when you do dirt, mmm. All right, so let's get let me get into it. So Tasha K and Cardi B, um, if you guys don't know, Cardi B is suing Tasha K for defamation of character, slander, among other things. Tasha K has went on a Cardi B hate campaign ever since she asked Cardi B to do an interview a few years back. Um, she has lied on her, said that this uh, woman has uh, cheated 
uh, with different men. She has uh, allegedly alluded to Cardi B having multiple sexually transmitted diseases. Um, she even got people to come on her uh, YouTube show and interview them with lies. This lady has uh, dug up and researched all of her husband's previous affairs and she has been literally evil to this woman that she has no knowledge of knowing. Um, and I knew that eventually all of this shit was going to catch up to her, but damn, I didn't know it. I, <laughs> So I have been following, um, and you can follow this person too. I'm going to give you guys the information of where you can go and see these tweets of the trial. Because the trial has actually been happening. It started this past Monday. And you guys can go on Mr. Dennis Byron. And Byron is B-Y-R-O-N um, on Twitter. I think he has an Instagram as well. But you get the up to date, um, the up to date uh, tweets and information about this case on his Twitter. Um, so it's Mr. Dennis Byron on Twitter, and Chow Tasha K has been getting eat the fuck up been getting eat the fuck up. I'm going to, I'm going to share a couple of, um, I'm going to share a couple of tweets. Um, all right. Uh, okay. All right. So one of the tweets wrote, Bombshell testimony. Tasha K also admitted under direct examination that she knew what she reported about Cardi B using drugs, prostitution, and her having herpes was possibly untrue, but she posted the video anyway to make money. This is what old girl said. All right, there's another tweet that I wanna I want to find. Um, it has been said that she has been in the courtroom. Um, Cardi B's uh, lawyer has been eating her the fuck up, bitches. Uh, stumbling over her words, asking, "Can you repeat the question over and over?" Girl is getting ate the fuck up in court. And like I said, this is her karma because it it's another thing to to report on celebrity gossip and celebrity news, but there is a fine line between reporting on it and having a hate and vitriol while doing it. And for some reason, Tasha K has this hate and this vitriol for these people that she does not know. And it's really sad and it really calls for therapy and some type of intervention because a normal person is not going to go on a smear campaign. A normal person is not going to lie. A normal person is not going to create stories and get people to come on your platform to spread lies about a person that you don't know. All right, so attorney Sarah Matt, who represents the rap superstar, called blogger and defended Tasha K as the first witness. Lawyers played a video to the jury that showed the blogger calling Cardi B a prostitute, but then admitted on direct she had no proof on these statements. Um, the, 
the uh, Cardi B's attorney showed the copy of the cease and desist letter screenshot that Tasha K posted to her IG page where she tells her followers that she will wipe her ass with the letter. Um, the lawyer was attempting to show Jerry that they gave the blogger a lady an opportunity to remove it. Um, Tasha K's attorney said that R. Kelly's coverage by blogger was what started her client's success. Um, which is dumb because first off, that's a lie because Cardi B, she started reporting on Cardi B before she started reporting on R. Kelly because R. Kelly's case kind of was like, because Cardi B, when did Cardi B pop? Like 2016, 2017, and the shit with R. Kelly started about 2018, 2019. So that's a fucking lie. Um, And then on top of that... Um, before R. Kelly, she had Wendy Williams. She her, that shit with Wendy. So it's like, okay, um, Cardi B. It, another tweet. Cardi B's high-powered New, New York attorney annihilated Tasha K on the witness stand during direct examination, pointing out that Tasha K knowingly allowed co-defendant Star Marie Jones. Remember Star. Remember Star Marie, who what who she believes suffered from mental illness, spew lies about Cardi B on the video. Remember that was the girl that said that she had her herpes. That was the girl that she that said allegedly Cardi was uh sleeping with men for money and no robbing men for money, like drugging them and taking their money. Like there. It, child it, it was a lot so when i tell you this girl was on a hate campaign this lady was on a hate campaign and mind you didn't know cardi never had no real true conversation with cardi the only thing that they had and the only conversation that they had at that point was tasha k asking cardi b to interview to have an interview and this is when cardi first popped this is when Bodak Yellow started making some noise and people started fucking with Cardi Heavy. Um, the consistence for most court onlookers is that Tasha K is a pathological liar and would say anything to garner revenue for her platform. It's painful to watch this trial on so many levels. Trying to dis- destroy someone's life for sport is pathetic. It's, it is. It's pathetic. And it, it, it breeds mental illness. It breeds some mental health is somewhere. Mental health is lacking somewhere because you don't know this person. So you for you to hate this person without having a conversation with them, for you hating somebody to the point where you are going out of your way, going out of your way, getting, like I said, getting people to come on your platform to literally lie on this person, you need help. It says one of the jurors were sh- was shocked by listening to a video of Tasha K. She grabbed her chest in shock which startled some of the other jurors and courtroom onlookers. This case is going down downhill real fast for Tasha K. Of course these jurors is going to be shocked. Like, this lady... <laughs> when child... Um, it says Cardi B's legal team played an audio recording of Tasha K and celebrity blogger Lovely T, where Tasha K admitted that she believed most of what her co-defendant Star Marie Jones was saying was probably a lie. However, she felt Cardi B can afford to pay for therapy. So this bitch, and at this point, I don't give a fuck. This bitch gets on the witness stand and tells these people that the reason why she went so hard on Cardi B was because Cardi can afford therapy. What type of sick, twisted, depraved person thinks like that? 
oh, I can drag you. I can make up lies. I can do this. I can do that. But you'll be good because you're a celebrity and you can afford therapy. You are sick, Tasha K. You are literally sick. And you you seriously need help. But at this point in time, the damage is already done. And your ass is grass. The way I'm seeing it. The way each tweet is, is describing what's going on in this trial. Girl, your ass is grass. You better be figuring out ways to come up with money because this ain't about to be no 10000 no 15000 restitution pay. Bitch, you about to be paying in the millions. Because, see, what happened was you got too big for your britches and you thought that you were in the same league as these celebrities. But you about to find out real, real quick that girl, you're just nothing but a social media influencer. You're nothing but a blogger, a vlogger. You're nothing but a YouTuber. And that's no shade to YouTubers because YouTubers make, some YouTubers make good ass fucking money. But you're about to see what it looks like to step into the arena of celebrities that has millions upon millions. You're about to see and feel all of that because you couldn't be a journalist and have integrity and fact checking, making sure you're saying allegedly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now you have to pay the price. Now you and your family is going to have to pay the price because you were so thirsty to get a click, to get a view, and to make money. This right here, people, is the epitome. This is the textbook definition of a fucking clout chaser. If you don't know what a clout chaser is, if you don't have an idea of what a clout chaser entails, Tasha K is the clear definition of a clout chaser. Let's continue on with some more tweets. I'm going I'm to I'm give y'all a couple more tweets and then we're we going to move on. All right, so Dennis wrote, I counted over 30 times. Tasha K said to Cardi B's attorney, she didn't understand the question being asked when the question was quite obvious to most in the courtroom. I doubt that I don't understand defense is going to work with this jury. Um, every objection Tasha K attorneys raised during Cardi B's attorney's questioning of their client was overruled by the judge, which is really not a good sign. Um... And Dennis made it made it clear that the First Amendment isn't on trial. Freedom of speech is not on trial, y'all. And this is what a lot of people have been getting uh, confused with in this situation. For the, the First Amendment, freedom of speech is not being uh, questioned. This is a case of defamation of character. This is a case of slander and invasion of privacy. You can't make up arbitrary lies about a person and expect that person to accept those lies without retribution. And that's what it is. This is literally Tasha Kay getting challenged for her lies. And uh, Dennis also cleared, clarified that the amount of money that is at play is not $75,000 that has been falsely reported. If Cardi B wins a jury verdict against Tasha K, damages will be in the millions. 
compensatory and punitive damages plus legal fees will be over $10 million. And, 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 and Tasha K made good money. She she has a million subscribers, and she get. I'm, I'm pretty sure she gets a, a a good penny in um ads and uh, sponsorships and stuff like that. But I know for a fact, sis ain't sitting on ten million dollars. I know that for for I know that for sure. He also wrote the bombastic Tasha K you've seen on countless YouTube videos and IG posts is not the person who showed up in federal court. Latasha Kibi is stumbling over her words and looking like a fish out of water. It's truly embarrassing to watch. All right, so there's an update. Um, so as of this taping, um, the the sources have revealed that a U.S. Treasury agent will be in the courtroom at some point listening to financial details about KB Studios and their respective, respective businesses. So now, bitch, they about to start looking into them finances. And will Tasha K's husband, um, I cannot pronounce his name, invoke his Fifth Amendment right of self-incrimination? Is there a possible tax evasion charge coming down the pipeline? So now not only not only are you in this uh, lawsuit, in this case, now you about to have another one because it's looking like them finances ain't right. See, and then on top of that, we we, we haven't even gotten to the point where Tasha K is also going to be on trial for the feds, the federal. She'll be on federal trial for that shit that she did with R. Kelly. I, I'm, I'm usually like I said earlier. Usually, I, I, I don't beat people when they down. I, I don't laugh at people's misery. But I am so sorry. I don't feel bad for Tasha K. Um, she's getting the karma that she deserves, and it, it, it's, it's a train wreck to, to, <laughs> child, imagine. Imagine. And that's pretty much it, y'all. Y'all already know I'm going to update y'all on this case as it goes on. And I'm damn sure going to update y'all on the verdict, if anything else. So just stay tuned to future episodes. We're going to take a small break. And when we come back, we have one more topic to discuss. This is EDS Squad After Dark. Stay tuned. This has been an EDS Squad TV production. This episode was produced and edited by Eli. Shout out to Anchor, the simple way to make a podcast.